Okay, so hello. Today we are going to have a controversial corner. We haven't done it last week, so hopefully you're going to enjoy today. Oh, last week was Father's Day, so we oh, gave you the day off. Okay, so what are we going to talk about today? Anything on your mind? Well, I have been discussing about the Sabbath extensively for the last two days. I feel like this is a never-ending topic. Oh. Why do I feel like we battle the Sabbath topic nonstop? It's and it's such an elementary topic. It's it's so elementary. It seems like people just don't want to to obey God. That's where it comes down to. They want to do what is right in their own eyes. That's what I find that happening. I don't know how a person can read the Ten Commandments and just go, well, I know I can see it there, but you know what, we don't have to keep it, and then make some kind of stupid argument regarding Hebrews 4, which Hebrews 4 has nothing to do with the Sabbath, except for one little part where he's doing a comparison between between um, people, people that are not obeying, and he uses it as, a, as an example, and you people use it as an example not to keep the Sabbath. Um, it's just, it's just um, surprising. But many people think they keep the Sabbath on a Sunday. I know. It, it's it, it, again, it's men doing what is right in your own eyes. So, so that's the topic that we uh, were talking about this week. And um, I don't know. Have we done a topic on the Sabbath? We have not. Okay. I mean, we've done the topic on the Sabbath umpteen times over the last ten. Or so years, but maybe even 20 years, but then we realized it wasn't a Sunday, it was a Saturday. And so we've had many discussions, but I don't think any specifically on our controversial corner. Okay, so maybe I'll start with a question. Why did we, because we didn't necessarily grow up, well, I know that you grew up somewhat, and I grew up somewhat Catholic, somewhat, but we only came to the Lord much later in our lives. Right. Well, a relationship with him, yeah. Yeah. I I believed in God, and it was more like fire insurance for me, until I had an encounter with with Jesus, Yeshua, and then things changed, like super drastic. It was like night and day. And I got to know him personally, and continued to get to know him. Um, and And so, we started keeping the Sabbath when? Well, I know when we came to Canada in 2001, we were keeping the Sabbath on a Sunday the way we understood it in Scripture. In fact... But in South Africa, did we keep it? I don't think we kept it like... I mean, I think we we went to church and we rested on that day, but I don't think we were diligent. Like when we came to Canada, I remember we would fast on a Sunday. That first year, 2001, we would fast on a Sunday and we, we would go to church, and we would break our fast in the evening, and we'd spend the day in the scripture. We wouldn't we wouldn't go to the stores, we wouldn't do gardening or any chores mm-hmm. on a Sunday. We would walk in the parks, but I remember doing that because we lived down at down mm. in Toronto. So that's about twenty two years ago. We started well, and I, and I believe that we started keeping. Or honoring the, the the Sunday, even before Canada, but not as intensely as when we came yeah, to Canada. Not as th- I, I think the main reason was because we had nobody to help us in anything, and we needed God. We didn't understand how what what it really meant. Yeah, 
But we did recognize there was a day and in South Africa, most stores were closed. A lot of stores were closed. Sunday was a day of rest. And we grew up with Sunday being store, things closed. That's how we grew up. Yeah, but, but we always believed that the, the Sunday was a, the Sabbath, or should I say the, the day that we should rest, right? We, and I think we looked at the Ten Commandments and said, okay, just do it. And then I, as we, we grew in Canada, especially with our, as we were having a family, we became more strict in observing that Sunday. But we still would go to church. We still served in church, the corporate church. We still uh, we didn't go out and eat on those days. We were quite diligent about Sunday being a day of rest. But we then, it was in 2011, when we were keeping... 2010 or 11? No, it was 2011. Uh, no, it was 2010 we started... It was 2011 that it actually happened. Are you sure? Yeah, because I've, I've got it written in my Bible upstairs. Okay, what happened? Is uh, we were talking to people at the corporate church that we were attending and said, we, we keep the Sabbath. We believe the Sabbath is one of God's commandments. We should keep it. And one of the people confronted the pastor at the church and said, Andre and Catherine keep the Sabbath. Should is should we, they, we be keeping the Sabbath like they do? And the pastor said, well, if you look through the scriptures, you actually cannot find any biblical references for keeping the Sabbath on a Sunday. And you took that to heart, and it was in about in the February of 2011, and you started avidly searching through the scripture to find proof to justify why we should keep it on a Sunday, because we thought the Sunday was the right day. And you spent a few days justifying it from scripture. And you ended up, you couldn't justify anywhere in Scripture that Sunday was a Sabbath. Yeah, because, I, because generally I come from a position of, if I don't know, if I rather err on the side of caution, then continue. So I rather stop. And then also, it's not about being right. It's not about, oh, I want to prove myself right. Because if I ever have to do that, then I've lost. It's about, what does the Scripture say? And if it, and going in with a position, whatever the scripture says, I will change. And I will push very hard, but once I am convinced, I will change. And I think the concept of keeping the Sabbath was important because when we read the Ten Commandments, it was number four. And we couldn't justify how come number five, honoring parents, not committing adultery, marriage, was so important, but not keeping the Sabbath. So in our minds, keeping the Sabbath was of high priority. When we look through the Old Testament, we recognize that the boy who was collecting sticks in Moses's camp was stoned to death for breaking the Sabbath. It was a crime to keep the Sabbath. And then I think our journey evolved from there. I remember you coming to me because I know I used to go to gym on a Saturday, gym classes. And I, I remember you came to me and you said, Catherine, I cannot find any place in Scripture where the Sabbath was changed. And so we have to keep the Sabbath on a Saturday. And I was, I thought to myself, what? And you took me through Scriptures. And you said, from now on, we are going to keep Sabbath on a Saturday. And we just changed. It was just like that from day to day. One, one weekend to the next. Yeah, Sunday, then the next weekend we did the Saturday. Yeah, and, and so and, and then it was a journey okay. of evolution from there 
evolution in terms of understanding what does it actually mean to keep the Sabbath. I don't think we had the full revelation and I think we've grown a lot in what does it actually mean to keep the Sabbath because we faced huge pressure from other Christians, not from non-Christians, from mm. Christians, mm. about being legalistic, about keeping this day, and we didn't fully understand what it meant. So we had to go, grow in our journey of understanding when the actual day was. In other words, it starts on mm. Friday at sundown, which changes every week because sunset changes, till Saturday at sunset. There was a 24-hour period. You had you, you keep it then. So we had to understand that timing. We had to go through a whole journey of understanding because uh, we focused on what not to do. Yeah, but, do also, remember? but also at the same time, when we say that the first week we did, I believe that we did it from sunset to sunset. It was like, actually, this is the timing. And then we changed. It wasn't like, oh, okay, now we're moving from Friday to Saturday. But we didn't do that when we kept on our Sunday. No, on no, Sundays no, no, we didn't. No, so on Sundays we woke but, up and it was the day. But when we did the Sabbath, mm -hmm. it was actually the Sabbath. It was yeah. sunset to sunset. And what I'm saying is it was, there was, there's, there's been this great journey of change, mm -hmm. even then, till today. Yeah, and I think also when people think, oh, well, you must be Seven-day Adventists. And that's why you had Seven-day Adventists wanting to be connect with us and say, oh, well, you must be Seven-day Adventists. And you go... Well, no, I'm, I'm just a person that looks in the scripture and I see that we need to honor God's law. Mm -hmm. Oh, are you a Messianic Jew? Because you're calling me Yeshua. Or, mm -hmm. And you say, no, I just see in the scripture that was his actual name. Oh, so are you a... No, so it's like this labeling that goes on because people want to fit people in a box. But I believe in the power of God. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe that when a person dies, they go to heaven, heaven instantly. So there's a lot of things that I believe that people necessarily learn, but it's not about, like I said, being right. It's about what does the scripture say and then honoring the Lord. Yeah, and, and I think what we did is it, at that time, it was a very fast two years where we we really, really felt like Holy Spirit was leading us into understanding the law of God at that time. But you know why, right? Well, because it's so important. Y yes, but it's like, the, for example, the Ten Commandments is really broken up into... Um, three main laws. The Bible says you should love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and you love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's God, self, and neighbor. Those are the three. So if you look at the Ten Commandments, the first one, two, three is about is honoring God. The Sabbath is for us. Mm -hmm. And the rest of them is about other people. Like I'm not going to commit adultery, not murder, etc., etc. It's about other people. Mm -hmm. So, someone will say, "Well, no, the the Ten Commandments is only to the Jewish people." Well, it, because it was only to them. But I said to them, "Well, what commandments are we supposed to keep?" And they would say, "We're looking at." You keep talking. I'm listening to you. What other commandments should we be keeping? Yeah. Yes. So. So the other commandments would be love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. But then you say, well, that in itself also says right in the beginning, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. You shall love the, love the Lord. And so it goes on from that very passage, say, Hear, O Israel. So we have this kind of mentality where oh, everything that says to Israel, we mustn't do, which is, which is hogwash. 
Because there's a lot of things that we are supposed to do that was given to Israel so that we can learn because we are grafted in. It's not like we are a standalone. We are grafted into Israel. We're not a standalone group, uh, of, group. of believers. No. We are brought close to the commonwealth of Israel. That's very important. Brought close to the commonwealth of Israel. We are not separate from Israel. And so the question is, what is it that we uh, should be doing and what is it that we should not be doing? Well, I think one of the, the things that we did, because obviously we faced a ton of opposition, was we went through and we w there were a few key areas that stood out for us as to why the Sabbath was important. And the first one was in Genesis 1, right? Do you remember Genesis 1 was huge for us because we realized that the Father himself instituted the Sabbath before sin entered into the world. Which means that the Sabbath was something that he sanctified, set apart, so that Adam and Eve were to continue in this day ongoing. He didn't sanctify it for himself. And it was a specific day that he sanctified, mm -hmm. which means if Adam and Eve didn't sin, every Sabbath they wouldn't be working in the garden. They mm -hmm. would be just resting in the Lord and out of spending time with the Lord. That was it. And so that was the, the original plan. So why would that be any different today? Right. right? And, then, and then we, the, in the second part that I remember stood out to us was when the Israelites were in the wilderness and uh, the Father gave them the command to keep the Sabbath before he gave all the other... So before the Ten Commandments... Before the Ten Commandments were given, he instructed them on how to keep the Sabbath. So that stood out to us as well. Why would he separate the Sabbath outside of the Ten Commandments, mm -hmm. even though it was included as number four. Yeah, I think it's in um, Exodus 16, for those that are listening. Okay. Then the, 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 there was another key passage we read, which was in Isaiah 58. Well, firstly, also we need to go talk about um, Exodus 20, where, show me in the scripture where God himself spoke oh, to yeah. masses of people. And you say, well, Yeshua. Okay, I get that. But besides Yeshua, where do you see God speaking to masses of people? He spoke to all the Israelites and gave them the Ten Commandments audibly in, in uh, Exodus 20. If he did that audibly, it shows how important it is. When Yeshua says, man shall not uh, live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. How much more when God himself audibly speaks to masses of people, the Ten Commandments, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that was, yeah, a that, big was one. that was a big one. And then another one was Isaiah 58. Yeah, 58 verse 13, which says, this is my day, and, um, yep. If you, if you turn your foot away, your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of Yahweh honorable, and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words, then you shall delight yourself in Yahweh, and I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth, and feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father, the mouth of Yahweh has spoken. So that was also spoken out loud. That was Isaiah 58. Mm -hmm. And then another one in Isaiah was Isaiah 66. was big for us because we recognized that the Sabbath, will, weekly Sabbath, will be kept in the millennium. So when Yeshua comes back to rule and reign. Yeah, uh, yeah I hear that one. But also someone could argue that, that we'll be coming to worship from Sabbath to Sabbath. Okay, from, and, you mean so, so from, from week to week. Week to week. But oh, it doesn't necessarily so, mean the day. Yeah, because sometimes Sabbath right. is also referred to as week, right? Okay. 
Another one for us, the biggest one in the New Testament was where Yeshua said he's the Lord of the Sabbath and Sabbath was made for man. Yeah, not for not for the Israelites. It was made for man. For mankind. Yeah. Mankind. So mm. we have those two verses. One, he's the Lord of the Sabbath. Mm. Not and, Lord of nothing. And he's not the Lord of Sunday. Mm-hmm. And the second one was... Well, he is the Lord of... Uh, of he's Lord day. of every day. Yeah. But he's specifically calling out a special day mm-hmm. because there's a blessing and a sanctification associated with it. Yeah, and especially when in Isaiah 58 it says, My day. Okay, this is the my day. My holy day. So, when, says it so verse 13. when God says my holy day, for me that's what's one of the things that convinced me. when Because I was trying to argue from the position of, of um, Revelation 1 verse 10 where John says... Um, that it, I was in, it was in the spirit on the Lord's day, so I was trying to look for a justification that the Lord's day was the day that He rose from the dead, which would be a Sunday. That's, that was trying my justification to look for it, and that, and the more I looked for it, the more I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. And all I found was when the Lord's day was two places where He actually refers to a specific day. So if day, if John said the Lord's day, He would have. Very being very clear that it's referring to the Sabbath day, mm-hmm. okay, the Lord's day, because it says this is my day, and Yeshua says I'm the Lord of the Sabbath, so that's the Lord's day. Mm-hmm. So I, there was no way for me to even deviate when I saw that, and I was okay. You know what? Why am I pushing for the Sunday when it isn't? Why am I so arrogant? Mm-hmm. Because I want to be right. Yeah, and and we did spend time fasting and praying. Of course, yeah, it's as standard. Given. And, I th- and that's why I think if people fasted more, they will be more open to hear what, and they'll be more willing to but change. But I think, well, we can talk about this in a, in a minute, but it was very, uh, I, I would say it was an accelerated journey to discovering more about the Sabbath. Because once I felt like our eyes were open, I felt like Holy Spirit just opened up so much to us because we, we had almost like, the Sabbath was almost like the key to unlocking Understanding the law of God, because then it's. I remember. I mean, I know you were doing research, but I did my own research where I looked for the Sabbath in every single book of the Bible, and I, I asked Holy Spirit to reveal to me, is the Sabbath mentioned in every book of the Bible? And I think I looked through the entire Bible, and I think the only there was a the book of Ruth didn't mention the Sabbath or the law, but every other book mentioned Sabbath or the law in some way and it, it it was it was so powerful for me I'm like okay all 66 books mention it in some way and I think the other story that really stood out was when Nehemiah was rebuilding the wall with Ezra and Nehemiah and they found the book of the law and they read it and they instituted the Sabbath and they were furious with those uh, members of Jerusalem who were or citizens of Jerusalem who were trading on the Sabbath, and they were furious, and they locked their gates, and they reinstituted it, and it was so important to Ezra and Nehemiah. So uh, once you start reading Scripture with those, with the eyes of Sabbath, mm-hmm. it, it jumps out. Yeah. So now we should talk about what, are you going to say something? I was going to say, what are the resistance points? Why are people resistant to it? Well, I, I believe people, well, why do you think people are resistant to it? I asked you first, but well, um, well, I think one of it is a lifestyle change because the culture we live in. Saturday is a huge day. I mean, 
uh, if I think back what we used to do on Saturday, Saturdays was if we hadn't had time to grocery shop, to clean, there were birthday parties, uh, community events. Soccer. Soccer. Sports. Yeah. Huge sports. Huge. Yeah. Huge. So for us, uh, we, had a, we had to end all that. I mean, I used to go to gym because you were home on a Saturday. So I think one of the biggest resistance to change is culture. Lifestyle. 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 I would say that's probably number one. And so people will use whatever they can and whomever, even though they don't know this topic, they will Mm -hmm. go and and seek out people that will support their position. Yeah, because they'll go into Google. Yeah. Is Sabbath Saturday or Sunday? Then they'll find somebody. Well, the thing is that that's something that's like a defeating argument because they'll they'll find something and then the same thing is you can find that you can do a lot of bad things and justify it from Scripture. Um, and that's a very dangerous, slippery slope, right? Well, also, we had a, it's years of tradition would be another reason. I mean, we looked up in detail, where did this whole concept of keeping the Sabbath, where did it change from a Saturday to Sunday? Because we know that there were Christians who were punished in Rome for keeping the Sabbath. They were called, they were labeled as Judea- Judaizing those Christians who are caught Judaizing, in other words, being like Jews, keeping the Sabbath on a Saturday, which incidentally also means, translated in many languages, means Sabbath, then those people were punished. So we look back through scripture and time and history, where did it change? And that tradition came in through the Catholic Church, right? Constantine wanted people wanted to integrate Christianity with the pagan culture, the pagans worshipped on a Sunday, which is they worshipped the sun god, and he integrated and said, okay, we're all going to worship together. And so there was this, uh, what do you call it, people compromised. Yeah, and it's like the scripture talks about doing what is right in your own eyes, Mm -hmm. right? And even the Catholic Church acknowledges that they made that day, Mm -hmm. that they were the ones who instituted the day. People don't want to look back at changed tradition. Yeah, so some some arguments that against is you'll hear people say things, oh, well, we don't know what the seventh day is. We don't know because it could have changed. Over time. Over time. And you say, what do you mean? We can date back the seventh day up until 300 AD, around 300 AD, when it was changed from a Saturday to a Sunday. Actually clear. And so for... I think it's 384 AD. Yeah, so so if you look 64. at you look at the one thousand seven hundred ish years or six hundred years, what you see is that you can date the days that we have today, not not in terms of the numbers, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That whole thing can go all the way back to three hundred eighty. Or one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh day. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seventh day. And then if you take that from three hundred AD, you can date that all the way back to the first century, right? So we know that when the apostles um, met or they went to the synagogue on the Sabbath in, in the book of Acts, Acts, Acts 13, Acts 15, um, when they went to the synagogue on the Sabbath, that is the Sabbath which is the seventh day. So you can trace it all back to the same time period. And so, so that's why the um, Catholic Church in 300 AD said, okay, we're going to change this day from a real worship now. Instead of a Saturday, it's going to be on a Sunday. So notice, for them to make that statement, we're going to change it, means Up until then, they were doing it on a Saturday. Saturday, the Sabbath, right? Mm-hmm. So you can see the, the influence. So, But the thing is, the, if someone says to me, what is the key? The first thing is, 
we need to acknowledge the Sabbath. In other words, acknowledge what God has done. He right? created, sanctified, set apart, and blessed. What does it day. mean? Yes, what does that mean? Like, what does it mean to be sanctified? I've been thinking about this recently. What does it mean to be sanctified? It's like God set, a, set aside this specific day, and He blessed it, and He sanctified it. So it's, I picture it like this. That this day, in the spiritual world, there's, there's light. There's additional light going out, touching people. And those that are keeping the Sabbath, some of that light, or that blessing from God, enters them. They, they, they get a blessing associated with it. Now your question may be is, and then anybody that doesn't keep it, they don't get that, right? Because they don't mm -hmm. get that blessing. And everybody that keeps it gets a certain blessing. Some people say, well, why are the Jewish people so blessed? Maybe that's one of the reasons, right? Well, not maybe. Yeah. Or why are the seven-day Adventists? Why are they living so long? Why is this? The, maybe, couldn't that be the reason too, you know? Well, I, I, I think of it also as same analogy is when a manufacturer makes a car and they say at every... 10,000 kilometers, you need to change the oil filter. Okay, now sometimes they're 5, telling, or 5,000, yeah. 5, yeah they, 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 now some of them might be doing it because they're wanting to, to make money. But there's a reason why the manufacturer says, do this. If our bodies are designed and created to be resting on the seventh day, don't you think there's double rest and double blessing and double healing associated with that day? Why is it when the Israelites were traveling through the wilderness, their manner lasted two days because mm -hmm. there was something like i mean some people might call it energy frequency there was an there, but it's a blessing it's the blessing of god is in abundance on that day so now controversial topic okay well in christ all the promises in christ are yes and amen to the glory of god through us so they've been fulfilled they've therefore been fulfilled right therefore you don't need to keep the sabbath in order to get a blessing what do you say about that i would say that there are so many instructions in scripture which are associated with conditions of obedience. Like what? Well, honor your parents. Okay, so as a believer, if you don't honor your parents, what will happen? It will not be well with you. So, so even for a believer that has all the promises of God, if they dishonor their parents... There's still a consequence. They're not going to have long life. No. That's in Ephesians six verse two, right? Yes, and it comes from Exodus twenty verse two, in, which is the only which is the only commandment with promise. Okay, and so if he affirms it, Paul affirms it. What else? Giving. Giving. Okay. There's a condition associated with giving. Given so, it shall be given. Good measure, pressed down. So, so if a person over. doesn't give, what happens? You don't live in that in that uh, uh, that. Uh, res, res, I mean, you still have. But there's an extra blessing associated with giving. So in other words, what you're telling me is because of Christ, we are brought close to the commonwealth. In other words, we have access to the bank account. But by the things that we do, we put in the right code right. to get these different blessings associated. So we appropriate the blessings by the things that we do. In other words, I can believe in healing for someone, but if I don't lay my hands on somebody or and don't pray, pray for, for someone, then how do I expect it? I can believe as much as I want, right. and I'm not seeing it. I need to act on my I have to act it. Because the same thing is with with the most basic of all Christian fundamentals is praying. If you don't actually pray, I mean, life will still go on. It's mm. not gonna you're not gonna be prohibited from living. But prayer brings God's supernatural intervention into circumstances to change them. So there are conditions associated. There's conditions throughout all Scripture. Yep. The promises of you know spare even something as spare the rod spoil the child. I know that's controversial, but 
there's association. You know, teach your children the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Now, people say, oh, Catherine, that's not a promise. Well, it's not a promise, but it is an instruction to teach them. The book of Proverbs has instructions all the way. Uh, you know, what about bridling your tongue? There's a condition associated with bridling your tongue. Yep. There's a condition associated with keeping your word when you are in a marriage covenant. Like, I mean, the whole, uh, yep. you know, there's, there's conditions. And so somehow we, people associate the Sabbath with, 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 with no conditions. So we've got lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Is is, a, is is prohibits people from keeping it. Tradition is the second one, and and the third one. I mean, I think is just is just ignorance. People people will just rather argue for the sake of arguing. Like uh, you know what? I've, I've googled it, and uh, you know. Uh, but my advice would be fast and pray about this. Fast and pray. There's a huge blessing. You ask our family. Everybody loves the Sabbath in our house to keep the Sabbath. It's it's. I love it can't wait for that sun to set it's just so good to just rest that day yeah and i think the idea is forcing ourselves because one of the thing is someone said well okay how do you keep the sabbath and i hear that often is like how do i keep the sabbath in other words okay what must i do in order to keep it because people have this kind of weird mindset like oh, what can i do well firstly simple things right. acknowledge the sabbath you know acknowledge god's word acknowledge what he said Acknowledge the Ten Commandments. Yes, I see it. W- once you acknowledge it, that's when you can start, and God can reveal other things to you. And the Scripture gives many instructions on how to keep it. He's very clear. You don't want to work. So if you are used to doing lots of chores and cleaning what about and cooking, gardening? you mean pleasures, doing yeah. your own pleasures. Yeah. Well, we just read in Isaiah 13, I mean, Isaiah 58 13, where it said, you know, t- turn away from doing your pleasures. And you know, if you love the Lord, His pleasures should be your pleasures. But, you know, I'm not going to, if, for example, you have animals, it doesn't mean you don't feed your animals. You feed your children. You, mm-hmm. you, you have food. But the the extra work that you would typically do, don't go and clean out your chicken coop on the Sabbath. Don't go and uh, weed your garden. I mean, if, if you've got a little bird in your garden that's fallen or if there's something, you, you know, you see something you need to do or you look like your plants are going to die and they need a little bit of water, okay. You know, it's, it, there's an emergency. But mm. if you can, avoid doing all the extra stuff that you would normally do during the week. Avoid doing it on the Sabbath. I mean, we even evolved to such a place where we don't make any food on the Sabbath. We do all our preparation before so that we're not spending our time cutting and chopping and cooking. We even don't cook on the Sabbath or boil water. And people might say, oh, gosh, you guys have gone to the extreme. But no, he says don't seethe, which means boil, or bake your bread. In other words, spend the time with the Lord Mm -hmm. focusing on him to allow your body to rest. And it actually is work for you to think I need to rest. Sabbath's coming. Sabbath's coming. Okay, what okay, are, what, okay, what about the concept of also the Bible says do not kindle a fire? So does that mean a light bulb? You switch on a light bulb, there's a filament. Right. Okay, it comes on. Isn't that fire? Right? You, you, you have a furnace. Does that come on? What about making somebody work because you are in a house, you're switching your electricity, the lights come on, you're making somebody work in a, at a power plant. What about that? Yeah, what about putting the oven on where it says put it on Sabbath mode or leaving something just to heat or, 
I mean, I even know in some hotels you the, you can't take the elevator. The elevator goes into Sabbath mode and doesn't doesn't function. Yeah, because of sparks. Because sparks is light. Mm, fridge right? goes into Sabbath mode. Oven goes into Sabbath mode. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say, "Oh, well, you're not allowed to walk a certain number of steps, too." People no, will, but will that, implement that. Yeah, but that is like the 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 Pharisaical law where it says you can't walk more than nine hundred steps on the Sabbath. But I'm talking about in the Scripture. We right. know that the Scripture talks about do not kindle a fire. Do not um, uh, bake and boil. Uh, in other words, so those are the three three scriptures of, of keeping it. The question becomes, how do we? How does that apply to us? What's the life application? And that's where people have applied certain things to it. So how I see it like this is the objective of the Sabbath is to spend time with the Lord. And so anything that, um, distracts our, or takes our attention away from the Lord, like getting ready to cook, like watching a fire, doing like laundry, like doing la- any well anything that distracts. Besides the emergency, because when things happen, that thing happened. Like if, if someone's water starts bursting yes, in the basement, we, had, we, we did. We had that once on the Sabbath. Yeah, it was flooding stuff. Yeah, no. we had to go and sort it out. But that's not something that we you consciously do. Those are things like oh, your 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 ox falls into a ditch pull it out because it can be damaged. It's not like pre, it's not something that you can leave for another day. It's something you have to do today. So I see that we need to spend time with the Lord, number one. And so with regards to and then we mustn't make people work. Directly work for us. For money. For money. Now what about if somebody so, so, has to work on a on a, so on a hang on, wait, hang on. So not working for us. We don't go to a restaurant to make some waiters wait for us or someone making us food on the on the Sabbath. We don't do that. Don't don't go to grocery shopping. Yeah, and, and when and when you talk about power electricity, most power plants have automated systems. Someone is not waiting over there clicking a switch. Clicking a switch waiting for you to switch on your power. Okay? <laughs> a lot of these things are automated. It's not like that, right? Our furnace is automated. We're not kindling a fire. We're not going outside, taking some wood and I'm doing with my hand and I'm trying to get a fire started. I'm not doing that. I'm not trying to watch the fire, fan the fire, add um, logs. Add, watch. You don't do that because that takes time. How much time does a person spend cooking? Think about it, right? If you are cooking, baking, anything, it's like half an hour at least, half an hour to an hour at least in terms of cooking and baking. What food. if you live in the Arctic and it's freezing cold and people need, to, need heat because they are dying? Then you keep the heat on, right? Um, but I would also say... Um, Try. What plan. can you do in order to automate it? For example, people have back in the day used to use I think it's called a Swedish logs, where they it lasts longer, so they start it once before the Sabbath starts, right. and they leave it. They don't sit there fanning it. They don't keep. Well, no, no, no. This. The key on the Sabbath is to fight. Do not do your own pleasures on the Sabbath. Try. Fight for what? what fight. Fight to suppress doing your own will. Mm-hmm. Right. And then focus on doing, getting closer to God. How? By singing to Him, by having communion, by reading His Word, by thinking about His Word. Spending time with spending, others. Spending by others, talking about His Word, not talking about the weak stuff. Going for a walk, looking at creation, thinking about what God's created. Praying for others, for healing, for yeah, just going out, preaching God. Doing good on the Sabbath is always a good thing. So doing good. And I think... Then people understand that and goes like, "Wow, let me." Because tr- the fact is, think of it: if, if we spend six days of our week 
doing what we want to do. We can go and Google whatever. Now, also, we don't Google, really, on, on the Sabbath, too, right? We don't Google. We don't go and watch YouTube videos about um, whatever Movies. interests us. None of that kind of stuff. Our main focus is the Lord. And if anything we go look for, it's about the Lord, about the Word, um, that kind of stuff. We also don't mention other God's names out there, right? We, we, we try to avoid, unless we're teaching somebody, we don't bring it up. You know, so we, we, we really consciously suppress our own, our own, okay, not perfect, right? Yeah. We try. But the point is we are Recognize trying, recognizing it. Mm -hmm. We recognize the day and we find ways to honor him and prepare ourselves so that we are avoiding extra work on that day. Yeah, so okay, now what happens if somebody's a doctor, right? And let's say they're called... Or taxi to, driver or... Well, I don't know taxi driver. They can have to work in the taxi. Firefighter. Right, so let's talk about something that's... Like a firefighter or let's say a doctor in the emergency room. And you know, people can get hurt. What about them? The, every And let's say the person is scheduled every week on the Sabbath. Well, the, sometimes the choices are beyond us. And if, if ideally, if, if, if you can get out of it, that would be ideal. But in those situations, you know, it's, I, I would say that a person should take the money that they would be paid that day and give it to the kingdom of God. But I, I, So don't I, profit out of that day at all. Um, use that day to do good, like helping people. And, but the money that you make is not for yourself. You go and you bless other people with it. But my experience is when you start to honor the Lord on that day, He opens up opportunities for you not to have to work on that day. And we have so many testimonies in our family of of jobs that our children have applied for and they just say listen we're not comfortable to work we can't work on a saturday people have honored that we have examples of events that have been held on, held on a saturday and then they've been canceled and moved to another day like the lord honors it and sometimes you know it is a little tough for some of the family to say you know miss something but for you and I, it's it's a choice. We're going to honor the Lord because He takes care of us, irrespective of what of, of our selfish needs. And I find that in North America, sometimes the the children are the center of the house, and so oh, Jimmy's going to be losing um, his medals from the soccer. And the best way to teach your children uh, to honor God is to not put them first, but honor God despite that. Say yes, I know that you wanted to go, and but God is more important. Yeah. And by them seeing parents model that mm -hmm. the child starts to say you know what God is more important than my own fleshly needs and I think having the Sabbath as one day that we, we, we try and one day because if you can't get one day right how are we going to get the rest of the days right no. and, and, and if you really understand and read into scripture and, and understand the dire consequences associated with breaking the Sabbath under Mosaic law versus say for example tithing mm -hmm where the church will preach on tithing mm -hmm. every week. Well, not every week. Well, yeah. often. Versus if you didn't tithe, hardly a consequence, right? Mm -hmm. But if you didn't keep the Sabbath, death. So, yeah, I think we've... <coughs> bless you. Yeah. I think we've uh, been down the Sabbath road. I don't know if there are any other thoughts you have or... Other topics. I'd say to those of you who are still unclear and not convinced, read it for yourself. Fast and pray and go and read the scriptures about Sabbath. And yeah. sh show me where it was changed. Because one thing I've neglected to say is, if 
the Lord changed that day from a Saturday, would it not have been something every single writer of the New Testament would have put in bold letters? Because mm-hmm. it would have been so horrifying to them that that day changed, that they would have wanted to make sure every single believer coming after them would obey the Lord in the change of the new day. Don't you think? Well, that's why they would bring up um, Paul's Hebrew. letters. Yeah. Right? They won't be able to bring up Yeshua because Yeshua affirms the Sabbath and he tells, it says um, he's the Lord of the Sabbath and that we need to do good on the Sabbath thereby affirming the Sabbath. And him and his disciples kept the Sabbath. And he didn't break the Sabbath because if he broke the Sabbath, he would have sinned. So he didn't. Right? So he kept the right. Sabbath. With his disciples. With his disciples. You don't have it there. You don't have it in the book of Revelation. You don't have Peter. You don't have John talking about it. You don't even have James talking about it. You don't have Jude speaking about it. The only ones that you have is Paul. Well, if you think that you have. Yeah, it's, it's the only one is, you have is Paul. And, 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 and what you see is, is um, Hebrews 4. Okay, Hebrews 4, the people bring up. But Hebrews 4 has nothing to do with the Sabbath. People take the word rest and then they superimpose the word Sabbath on the word rest. But in Hebrews 3, when you read Hebrews 3... It gives you the example of what rest is. In other words, the Israelites going into the promised land faced rest. Doesn't mean they had Sabbath in the. It's nothing to do with Sabbath. It means they had rest from the enemies. They didn't have to do any work um, um, tending the gardens and stuff because the land was flowing with milk and honey. They didn't have to build vineyards because it was really planted. They didn't have to dig wells because it was really dug. So they were going to enjoy these blessings. They would be able to receive the rest. Versus. That's the rest he's referring to. And then he also talks about the rest that we as believers, that now we reconcile to God in Hebrews 4. We reconcile to God and we don't have to um, try to do it on our own. Because he's provided the way. Don't try to do it on our own, our own thing. In other words, lean on him, suppress our, our own ways, just like because of unbelief of the Jewish people entering into the promised land. They wanted not to go in because they were scared of the, the giants. They said, okay, how about us staying on this side? That's what they said. They wanted to do their own plan, and God was angry with them. Same with, and the writer of Hebrews is doing the same thing and comparing it to that and saying, guys, make sure we enter that rest of the law and don't fall the same example of the Jewish, uh, the Israelites, where they wanted to do things on their own. Nothing to do and so, by the Sabbath. So, so, so nobody mentioned it in clear, big, bold letters. No. Sabbath day has changed from Saturday mental, to Sunday. Mental gymnastics for the Hebrew, to Hebrew for. You have to, it's like, it's not even there. So, so here's a controversial Wait, question. Wait, I'll finish oh, it. Oh, yeah? Okay, there's a few of them. That's Hebrews 4 is one. Another one is Romans 14. So you see, one man esteems one... Uh, one man esteems one day above another. Notice something. It's not God who esteems one day above another. It's man. In other words, this is the day that man chooses. And Romans 14 verse 1 says, Do not dispute over doubtful things. That's the context. The seventh day Sabbath is not a doubtful thing. It's very clear. It's And if you read Romans 14, it's referring to fasting. Some people want to fast on Monday, some Tuesday. Some people argue, no, it's supposed to be this day. And he's saying, do not dispute over those things. If someone wants to eat, let them eat. If they don't want to eat, don't, don't argue. It's about fasting. One man esteems one day above another. One esteems all days alike. Not the day that the Lord has esteemed above all, like we spoke about From earlier. From the beginning. So... Romans 14 is about fasting. So I'm not sure why people get uh, um, Sabbath from that. Okay, um, The scripture that I would say, the only one that has a thing about fasting 
is Colossians 2 you mean verse Sabbath. I mean the Sabbath, sorry. Is Colossians 2 verse 16. And it says, Let no man judge you in meat or drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or the Sabbath. So people go, wow, you see... You can keep the Sabbath any day you want. It yeah, shows you in Colossians yeah. 2. And these are shadows. This is shadows. But what they don't underst- people don't really understand is what, what, what Paul is speaking only in that specific... In that passage is the fact that Yeshua has... He has taken away um, the, festiv- the festivals. He's taken away the, um, the sacrifices... Because it says meat and drink offerings. That's what it's referring to. Because every offering required wine to be poured on it. So that's why it's meat and drink offerings. For what? For, for sacrifices. For what? For sins. Christ's blood washes away our sins. The festivals are, were a way to connect with God. Okay, now we don't need to connect with God via the festivals or going to the temple uh, or Jerusalem. For the Bible says, Yeshua himself says that a day is coming, which is now that they will not worship in, on this mountain or in Jerusalem. But the Father is seeking such to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Okay, So through Christ now we have direct access to the Father. He is our, our high priest. We don't have to go to a high priest. So that the festivals are done. Also the new moons, there, was, there were sacrifices on new moons. And also every festival had Sabbaths. A that high was, Sabbath, a special day. Yeah, but they were called Sabbaths. And also a day of of uh, of rest, but this was not the seventh day Sabbath. So people confuse that Sabbath, the seventh day Sabbath, with the festival Sabbath. And what Paul is talking about in Colossians two verse sixteen is referring to everything that came from the Mosaic law regarding the temple and everything associated with it. Not the Sabbath that you can keep in your own home, but everything that's associated with the temple, the sacrifices. The festivals, you have to go to the temple. Um, the the new moons was at the temple. The Sabbaths, when you were around at, at the temple, it was three times a year that they, they did it, and different um, Sabbaths. So those Sabbaths have been done away with. But the seventh-day Sabbath, which if you understand the context, you go, oh, okay, I get it. So if someone sinned, that's how they dealt with their sin. Okay? Now, if someone... Bre- breaks the Sabbath, that means they are sinning. So are you telling me if hey, you wait, don't keep the Sabbath, it's a sin? So if you break the Sabbath, then it's a sin. Okay? And then you have to deal with that. How do you deal with that? That's where sacrifices come in place. That's where you come to the temple. You mean came in, in past. In the, past in the old time. Yes. Okay? But Christ has come and, and done away with the consequences. But sin is still sin. And we need to repent. Now the question is, okay, well, if someone doesn't keep the Sabbath, are they going to go to hell? Because it's pretty severe, the law, where in the Old Testament they died. So if someone doesn't keep the Sabbath, are they going to go to hell? Right? That's, that's one of the thoughts. Like, will they be going to hell? Because that's a pretty strict law. But if you look at the New Testament, and you look at Matthew 5, or 17 to, I think, 19, it talks about... Um, do not think that Yeshua says do not think that I come to do away with the law and prophets but I've come to fulfill heaven and earth will pass away but one jot and one tittle by no means pass away okay until all all is fulfilled it will not pass away okay and then he says that whoever goes and teaches men so that we don't have to keep 
the, the commandments or the laws, that person will be considered least in the kingdom of God. And whoever teaches them uh, will be considered great. And so that's why, and guess what? We want to be great in the kingdom of God. We don't want to be the least. So those people will go to heaven, but they will be considered least. So everybody that doesn't keep the Sabbath, I fundamentally believe they will be, and they teach other people to not keep the Sabbath, they would, two things will happen. One, they would, they would go um, in heaven, but they will be considered least. And two, in, in Luke 12, verse 46 to 48, around about there, it talks about the fact that they are going to be whipped. In other words, those that did not know were going to get whipped, and those that knew will be whipped even more. So, and he's talking about believers. So I believe that there's going to be a consequence to this. So ignorance is not bliss. And you can't say, oh, well, because that pastor said so, that pastor said so. There's going to be a consequence on those people that don't. Uh, and, and that's what I've, I've been doing is because I share with people that I love, I share it with. And then let the, let the blind eat the blind. If they want to follow that, fine. But as long as I love you, I share with you. If you ignore it, hey, peace. But don't come and say one day, why didn't you tell me? Because then, then the problem is on me. But if I have shared it and you rejected it, okay, I am good. Fine, keep walking your work. But I love you so much, I have to not keep quiet. I have to share it at least once with you. So your salvation is not dependent on whether you keep Sabbath or not? No, it's not. Not dependent upon that at salvation all. Salvation is dependent on blood of Yeshua. And what he has done. Now what happens if someone continues sinning? Let's say they continue, they commit adultery. I'll say if a person commits adultery, if they repent and they're sorry, then they're forgiven. But if a person continues living a adulterous lifestyle or a homosexual lifestyle or continually rejecting God's word ongoing, um, I don't believe that they're going to enter the kingdom of God. So what if somebody knows and, to keep... And, and the scripture for that, you should ask, is uh, 1 Corinthians 6 verse 9 and onwards. Another scripture for that will be um, Galatians 5 verse 19 um, and, and around there. So what if somebody knows that the Sabbath is Saturday but they choose not to keep it and is that an, an ongoing sin? Well, I believe that they're going to be beaten with many stripes. Yeah, because they know. So no, ignorance is no excuse. But committing adultery, this, the consequence for committing adultery was the same as breaking the Sabbath in the Old Testament. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I, again, this I'm saying this, I don't necessarily have to... Um, all I can say is... Paul affirmed that those people that practice such things like uh, idolatry, fornication, all this kind of stuff will not inherit the kingdom of God. So all I'm going is what Paul says. If Paul brought in the Sabbath in there, I would have said the same thing. But because Paul didn't say about the Sabbath, all I can say is I'm using Matthew where it says that they will be least in the kingdom of heaven. I can't say... And beaten with stripes from Luke. And beaten from stripes. I can't say anything more than that. I just pray that they are in heaven because if, if that's the case, many millions of ignorant people will not be going to heaven because of the leaders that have been too cowardly to show the people because they've been leaning on doctrine. They haven't been leaning on the word of God. And if you look at history, which everybody says, oh, we look at history, look at history, this professor, you have to go to the scriptures yourselves. Okay, well, I think that's a good place to end it. Okay. Uh, I think we're into a lot of detail. Okay, so let's close in prayer then. Okay. 15 minutes. <laughs> okay. Heavenly Father, I thank you, my Lord, for this wonderful day. Thank you for touching your people. And I pray that 
as they listen to this, that they're able to receive it in the light that which is meant. And Lord, speak to everybody's hearts and touch them and open up the scriptures to them. In the mighty name of your son, Yeshua. Amen and amen. Amen.